Podcast. Welcome to Get Real with Dr. Ronay, Doctor of Clinical Psychology and Trauma Specialist. Dr. Ronay Calvert is Executive Director of Live Treatment Concierge Services. Live Treatment provides a unique wraparound approach of concierge services in person and virtually, specifically tailored to each client with a level of effectiveness that transcends any other program. In her daily experience of guiding clients to recovery and emotional freedom, Dr. Renee Calvert gets real to shed light on subjects that have remained in the shadows with courage and compassion. Joined by Bindi Height, international spiritual coach and mentor from Ethical Change Agency, with the mission to inspire change makers and holistic healers to create collective change to make the world a better place through the power of human connection, purpose, and podcasts. It's time to get real. Hey, Ronay. Hey, Bindi. Now, uh, I'm super excited to be with you today, of all days, um, uh, because today we're actually going to be talking about um, addiction, loss, and recovery, and uh, one size doesn't fit all, and it shouldn't. And this is actually part one of a part two series that we're doing on the podcast. Um, But first of all, before we get into it, um, you know, I need you to tell us why this is so important, especially today. Thank you. Uh, yeah, this this day is incredibly important to me. Um, September is National Recovery Month. And for those of us in recovery, we know that there is, it's wonderful that there's a dedicated month to celebrate our struggles and our victories. But for those of us in recovery, we know that it is a daily struggle and a daily victory. Um, For me, it happens to be my birthday. Happy birthday. (laughs) Thank you so much. And um, along with it being my birthday, um, I decided that today I was going to do only the things I most wanted to do um, and nothing else. And what I most wanted to do today Um, was to take the opportunity to give gratitude for my recovery um, because without that, I would not be alive. Um, For all of those individuals and experiences that led me and continue to lead me to furthering my own recovery, um, but also to give gratitude to myself um, because every day of my life, Um, It is a choice to be my best self, to challenge myself when shame comes up and tells me that I'm not worth the effort, um, that I am the sum of my mistakes, um, whatever those traumatic voices that come up and arise for the best of us, the strongest of us, um, I am a human being. And I am so incredibly grateful to be alive today. Um, I'm grateful to my higher power. I'm grateful to my higher self. Um, I'm grateful for the effort that I continue to find and not just for others in my life who are so deserving of it, but that I decided I was deserving of it um, those many years ago. And so to be alive today and to be alive to share with others, this the sacredness of life, um, the the absolute 
um, victory that I feel in having a birthday where I feel incredibly proud of the woman I am and incredibly proud of the struggle and the victories that I continue to walk through on a daily basis to become a better woman every day of my life. Um, work outside and outside job. And um, I think the best way I could possibly show gratitude to myself, to my higher power, um, and to all the blessings that have led me to another birthday um, is to be able to embrace and share that with others all across the globe, um, who I hope will join me in the celebration of life because life is so precious. I couldn't agree more. And um, for those who, who can't actually see you uh, like I can uh, today, um, you know, f- for me, you are the uh, the phoenix that rises from the ashes, which is right behind you, which is um, so poignant today. Well, it just happens to be that my BFF um, painted that phoenix that's behind me by hand and um, gifted it to me and is one of the most precious gifts I've ever received in my entire life. Um, To be regarded as a phoenix, um, to be seen and acknowledged as someone who has walked through fire and emerged better for it. Um, is to know that you are seen and understood. And to me, that is the most important definition of love and intimacy is to be seen and understood. Um, And especially to be seen in such a beautiful way, Um, not because I'm perfect and not because I make all the right decisions and do all the right things, but because I'm not and I'm loved anyway and I'm loved because I'm human not despite the fact that I'm human. Um, So right behind me on this podcast and pretty much in my office daily will be this constant reminder of the love and the appreciation I have for being seen and recognized and understood, not despite my humanity, but because of it. Yeah, and I think we should all be honoured that way, I, I, I believe. Uh, now, um, you and I know that there's um, a true clinical definition of addiction, but, um, you know, people who are in our circles know that, right? So if you were to give us your definition of addiction um, from, from a treatment perspective, what would it be? Addiction serves a very important purpose. And that is to lie to us, to make us believe that we are better, stronger, more capable, able to numb ourselves from whatever pain we may be feeling. I've never, ever seen addiction exist in a bubble. I've never seen an addict who had a perfectly happy life and just happened to fall onto a heroin needle or fall into sex addiction or fall into eating disordered behavior. There's so many different formations that addictive behavior can take, but it is all self-harm and it all exists and stems from the lie that somehow 
this behavior that we're exhibiting is going to soothe our pain and fill a void. And so in the most finite way I can put it is that addiction is the ultimate liar. It comes, it comes in and tells us you're not alone. You don't have to feel what you're feeling. I'm here to fill a void. And the reality is it strips us from everything that we are and we are never more empty and further away from ourselves, our reality and our ability to survive than when we hand over our personal power and our personal capacity for change, understanding and compassion for ourselves to an addictive behavior. Yeah, and it almost provides this really um, unhealthy relationship. It's a, it's a bit like a, a really unhealthy relationship where, um, you know, you fall into this sense of security that you're safe and, you know, um, it's got your back, you know, you, you can get through anything. I've got you. It's fine. And then so you, you go along with it and then it always bites you, you know, everything falls apart once you trust in that and follow that and, and have that as your security. Anytime that we are, you know, using a substance or a behavior to ignore, to avoid what we don't want to see or the work that needs to be done on ourselves, we're only prolonging the work. We're only prolonging the ability for transformation and evolution. And the truth about addictive behavior is what goes up must come down. And so during that avoidance period, once the up becomes the down, you haven't avoided anything. You've postponed it. And you haven't been in the driver's seat of your own life during that time. So whatever you've postponed is now compounded. And that quote unquote friend that said that they were going to be there for you in the form of addiction actually stripped you of your power and lied to you and told you that you were more powerful because you had this substance or this behavior. But in reality, you gave your power away. And that is the main goal of every, well, for myself, for every human being that I work with, is to understand the importance of not betraying yourself and your own capacity for change and evolution by actually buying into the idea that there is ever a substance or behavior more powerful than you are. Mm. And with the many people that you've helped through recovery, um, you would have seen that those people don't, um, they don't necessarily have the signals to know when enough is enough. How, how do you work people through that? So one of the most key and integral parts of the work that I've done with myself and with others is to understand that while there are programs that exist, um, you know, the social model, medical model, all over the world, we have different ways of dealing with addiction and addictive behavior. Um, the word individualized treatment is so overused that it's become, um, it really it's almost like nails on a chalkboard when I hear that because it, it literally looks like a drop down menu of would you like to do yoga or would you like to paint? Um, that is not taking the individual into account. 
just like no two human beings are the same, no two recovery paths are the same. So to acknowledge who you are as a person, what it is that you're actually facing as an individual, to embrace and be willing to look at what those issues are that you're facing and to face them without shame and to face them without secrecy is the only way out because shame and secrecy only breed more shame and secrecy. And shame and secrecy is the gas that is sitting right there to ignite your worst possible nightmares coming true um, when it comes to addiction. We know that we are born into this world um, with a term that I've kind of coined as a switchboard, meaning that there are certain there are certain signals that are certain switches that are on and certain switches that are off biologically and then through life experience, other switches turn on and off as well. For those of us who have a propensity toward addiction, some of those switches were already turned on at birth. We have a biological propensity toward being addicted and toward addictive behavior. Um, the important piece to remember about this is just like no two human beings are created equal, uh, no two forms of recovery are created equal either. And it's very, very important to embrace the idea that to be an individual and to actually discover your meaning and your purpose means that it may take the extra effort and the extra work to really look at yourself and determine what feels right at a gut level for you, what you're doing because you feel you should, and what you're doing because you feel that it feels right to you. Being in tune with yourself, listening to your gut, and finding those that support you through this process is absolutely integral to getting to the other side of this. You can't, you simply can't do it without acknowledging your own individuality. If you are going along with a plan that is not your own, if you are in the process of recovery for anybody else other than yourself, or especially because it's coming from an apologetic place of shame for what you believe makes you an awful person, there, is, there are no flowers that can ever grow from corrupt soil. They, we can only grow in soil that is, that is fertile and rich and, you know, filled with the understanding and compassion that it takes to embrace the mistakes that we've made, to take accountability, but accountability and shame are not one and the same by any means. In fact, they're, they're quite the opposite. So, you know, bearing in mind um, if our biology signals our propensity to addiction, here's the million-dollar question, Renee. Is addiction curable? Addiction is manageable. Curable, I don't actually think that anything we've ever experienced in life that has enhanced our life, that from which we have grown, from which we have fallen and gotten back up, 
hopefully stronger than the fall. It's the get up, not the fall down that matters most. Um, I don't believe that addiction is curable. I believe that the process by which we come to understand what we must do to manage our addiction, what we must do to manage our recovery, our victories, to celebrate our victories, um, to acknowledge the effort that it takes to be our best selves, addicts or not. Um, the beauty of addiction or the beauty of having an addictive personality or the propensity toward that is that we are forced to work harder on ourselves and look at our reality and challenge ourselves to be the best people we can be because our lives literally depend on it. So in so doing, our evolution is actually quite extraordinary. If we allow ourselves to grow, if we allow that soil to not be corrupt and full of shame and secrecy, we actually emerge from this just like a phoenix, better than where we started. And to me, that is the gift. You know, I would not wish that switchboard where someone has propensity toward addiction on anyone. But what I can tell you is if you utilize it to strengthen you, if you utilize it to say, my life depends on me finding other options, other ways of coping. My life depends on rigorous honesty with myself. My life depends on doing the, the digging deeper, the working on myself harder, the being dedicated to my own self-improvement that comes from a place of self-love, not self-hate. Um, that to me is the antidote to addiction. So if someone's listening to this right now, Ronay, and they are picking up all the signals that they might have an addiction themselves, what would you recommend is their first step to take? The first step to take for anybody who believes that they have an addictive personality or propensity toward it is to get very, very real with why. Why, what, what is the underlying cause? Because there always is one. And when you ask yourself, what purpose is this addictive behavior serving? If I were not to be doing this drug, if I were not to be drinking, if I were not to be bulimic, if I were not to be gambling, if I were not to be involved in, you know, um, sex addiction, if I were not to, whatever, all the many, many ways in which we try to hide our problems and stuff them down, um, avoid ourselves, um, if we were not doing that, what would we be dealing with? And then we find those people who are more than willing to help us walk the path toward dealing with why we are running from ourselves to begin with. Because the process of addiction is running from yourself without the recognition that you take yourself with you wherever you go. So if someone believes that they are struggling with addiction or have a propensity toward it, the first idea is without shame to own it, 
to say, you know what? I think I have a problem. And then the next question is, so what are you going to do about it? And if what you're going to do about it is flog yourself over it and tell yourself what a piece of crap you are, that you're so weak that you ended up here and how did this happen and there's no way out and all of those awful messages that we can tell ourselves, we're just digging the hole of addiction deeper. So if someone, like so many of us out there, especially during a time where connection human to human is so difficult and addiction and addiction, addictive behaviors come in to say, hey, I'll be your friend when you can't connect with real people. I'll be your friend when you've lost connection to yourself. Um, recognizing that that lie is exactly that. And it's stripping you from yourself, your potential and everything you can be. It's not about being angry. It's about understanding that that addictive behavior is serving a purpose. It would not exist if it was not serving a purpose. What purpose is it serving? And how else can we deal with the problem without risking your life? So really, you know, when we get back to basics, it's getting real, which is what this is all about. Um, so, um, you know, when we get real, we choose a song for every episode. Um, now, today being your birthday, I think you're, you're throwing in a bonus track as well. But uh, what's, what's your music for today? My music for today is Breaking the Habit by Linkin Park um, and a special, special heartfelt rest in peace to Chester, um, who is the lead singer of Linkin Park and lead writer of that song. Um, who lost that battle with addiction. And, um, but his lyrics, the lyrics of that band, the music behind it, they continue to be an anthem um, that leads other people toward hope and toward the idea that that does not have to be the way we all end. Um, it's a constant reminder that help does exist and that breaking a habit is exactly that. It's a habit. It's a pattern. And patterns can be changed. And uh, did you want to throw in your bonus track as well? Absolutely. Um, if you'll notice, I am wearing a Top Gun shirt today. Um, it happens to belong to, well, now it belongs to me. <laughs> um, but it had belonged to my BFF, Bindi. Um, who sent this to me as part of my birthday gift because one of our first meaningful connections was our um, joint love of Top Gun. Mm. For me, um, the soundtrack to Top Gun, in particular, um, this, the bonus track that I'm adding to this episode, which is Danger Zone. Um, during my worst of times, during my most fearful times as a child, whenever I would hear that song play, something on a visceral level would emerge in me that said, you've got an in you. You've got, you, you've got this. You've got, you've got the ability, fight the fight. And whenever I hear that song to this day, there's just a visceral response that comes from that little girl inside 
that says, yes, you can. And so for me, I just want to share a song today on my birthday that I've loved since the time I was a very little girl that reminds me and our audience out there, yes, you can. Absolutely. And uh, my song uh, for this episode is Sober by Pink. And uh, you can find those in the playlist on Spotify. Just search for Get Real with Dr. Ronay. And the meditation for this episode, uh, Let Go of Limiting Beliefs. You'll find that one on Insight Timer. Thanks for getting real with me, Dr. Ronay. Thanks for getting real with me, Bendy. Thank you for tuning in to Get Real with Dr. Ronay. If you've loved the show and would like to experience coaching with coaches like Dr. Ronay or Bindi through Live Treatment Concierge Services, visit livetreatmentvip.com. Hey guys, it's Miriam Love here, and I want to share something very special with you. Check out my new release. All in the Spanish remixes out now on Electric Cast Records. And always remember, be love, share love, all love. Available now wherever you listen to music. Welcome to Tuning In to Sound Wellbeing, where we harmonise your mind, body and soul. I'm Amanda, your sound therapy expert. And I'm Stephen, the curious explorer uncovering the mysteries of sound. Together we explore vibrations, frequencies and the power of sound therapy and tuning forks. Discover ancient wisdom, reduce stress and tune into a healthier life. Subscribe to Tuning In to Sound Wellbeing today. Electric Acid.